If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, food. of food, Christmas edition. Hey. Yep, already. First, if you get excited every year for Chick-fil-A's peppermint chip milkshake, you may be wondering when it's coming out. Rumor has it that it'll be the middle of November because the autumn spice milkshake ends November 12th. Mm. Second, if your kids love Elf on the Shelf, you can surprise them with a brand new Kellogg's Elf on the Shelf North Pole Snow Cream Cereal exclusively at Walmart. Mm. And finally, in the world of food, Pop-Tarts is celebrating the 2022 holiday season with the introduction of new frosted gingerbread toaster pastries. And they have little holiday scenes painted on them. Nice. Coming up, why does your teenager have anxiety? As a parent, you would do anything for your child, but when your teen starts dealing with anxiety, it can be super stressful. Uh, The anxiety may show up with a sudden decrease in academic performance, outbursts, stomach aches, insomnia, fatigue, and more. So why is your teen anxious? Well, it could be the inability to communicate their worries. They're carrying a secret or something they're dreading telling you. Peer pressure unrealistic expectations, or, of course, the anxiety could be fueled by social media and all the pressures to look and be a certain way. The good news is there's help for your teen from your love and patience, counselors at school and youth pastors at church. But man, if you are there with your teen, my heart goes out to you. I I know so many moms that are dealing with this with their children right now. Have you noticed that the more rushed you are, the more stressed you are, the more mistakes you make? And wait till you hear what a dad who is very rushed trying to drop his kids off at school did. Mm -hmm. Tell you about it next. Man, you got to be careful when you're rushed and stressed because then the mistakes start to happen. Absolutely. For for me, it can be anything from bumping into the wall to tripping on a rug. Like um, whatever. The the Navy SEALs. Is it SEALs? Some special ops. They have a, a slogan. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Ooh, that's good. Well, there's someone, there's a dad who needs to know that Navy SEAL slogan (laughs) because here's the scene. My sister, Sarah, is a kindergarten teacher. She's got 25 kids coming into her classroom at the Christian school where she teaches and all, you know, there's no buses. So all the parents drop off their kids and there's the lunch boxes and the book bags and the just you can imagine the flurry of activity and this Mm -hmm. dad drops Mm -hmm. off his little daughter and tries to get her a little settled and my sister Mrs. Vantine goes, bye, have a good day to the dad. Mm -hmm. And he goes, bye, I love you. (laughs) And then he just stood there and he looked at my sister like... Did I just say that? And he ran away. He didn't laugh or anything or acknowledge what happened. And she said what made it 10 times funnier, he's the chief of police in their town. (laughs) (laughs) You should with like, as a sister in Christ, bye. I know, it's something. Maybe he was yelling to his kid. No, no. no? It, he looked right at her, and she's the one who said, "Bye, have a good day." And he looked at her and went, "Bye, love you." But just for just for clarification, she's not single, right? Oh, she's very happily married. Okay. Yeah, and, and he so is, is he. Okay. Yeah, right, it was yes. just an accident. It was that that mistake we can all tend to make, especially when you're saying goodbye on a phone. <laughs> Bye, like, love you. And give her a peck on the cheek. Bye, have a good day. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. So you were just sharing that story of the your your sister who's a kindergarten teacher 
a guy was really disheveled, dropping his kid off, like in a huff, like ran in, dropped the kid off, was running out the door. The police chief, yeah. Police chief, and then told your sister, I love you. Right. Obviously, he was confused, and that's just like what he says when he leaves home. Right. And it just, just came out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's funny, people were responding to something on Twitter, worst response to I love you. And one, one person put, I still need to see your license and registration. <laughs> <laughs> But but it reminded me of, and tell me if I'm confused on this, but didn't when your husband, Glenn, the first time he told you, I love you, your response was not overly romantic, right? No, it was not. What, what did you say the first, first time that Glenn told you he loved you? Well, I set the scene. We had gone to meet his parents, and he showed me the movie Singing in the Rain for the first time. Mm-hmm. We're in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Okay. Great setting. And mm-hmm. he says... I love you. And I say, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't ready to say it back. I wasn't ready. It was too soon for me. I had had my heart broken before that. So I just, I wasn't there yet. So poor Glenn. If he were not persistent, we would not be married. There's no way, because I was just such a flibberty gibbet. <laughs> Thank you. He was the solid one in the relationship. Just putting them again. Of course you do. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I knew. <laughs> what time now? Did peel I? me a grape. <laughs> Taylor, did you know there is a such thing as menu etiquette, and it's being pushed by servers from coast to coast. Some things they wish you would do regarding the menu. When you go to the restaurant, make everything run uh, more smoothly, more efficiently. Here's what they're saying. Number one, read the menu. If you walk into a place and they hand you the menu and there's like everyone's been out with this guy, right? I'm really into craft beer. And on the menu, they've got 800 beers on tap. And but that guy will always go, what beers do you have on tap? Read the menu (laughs) and you'll know. Number two, accept the limits of the menu. They say that the menu is not a leaping off point for stuff that you would like that they don't have. Black and Mahi Mahi is not going to magically appear if it's not on the menu. And then the last one, this is more, it sounds like a pet peeve. Uh, After you use the menu, go, go, uh, go heavy on the hand sanitizer. The menu is the second dirtiest thing in the restaurant. Bathrooms, number one. I've heard that. Number I always two, try to hand sanitize after I place my order. the menu. There Ugh. you go. So uh, do those things and you'll make your server happy. Aren't you so impressed with people who do endurance sports? Coming up, check out this accomplishment. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. And aren't you so impressed with people who do endurance sports? Check out what this guy accomplished. Uh, 23 years old. His name is Chris Nicky. And he became the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman. Now, to put this in context, that's a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and then a full 26.2-mile marathon. It was 90 degrees and 85% humidity in Hawaii that day, but he pulled it off. Happy birthday, He accomplished it on his birthday, and then wow. he turned around and surprised his girlfriend, Adrian. She's a, a Special Olympics athlete with a promise ring in front of already weepy fans. Aww. I, Kev, I got to show you the video of him crossing the finish line. 
Because you know better than anyone what it's like to run marathons or do 300 miles on your bike. And it just, I just got all teared up. There's so much emotion tied in with crossing that finish line. Yeah, we all celebrate the moment they cross the finish line. How many hours, days, months, years of of training training. goes into being able to do that? Yeah, so go, Chris. You just don't wake up one day and go... Hey, that Iron Man's next week. What do you say we give it a shot? <laughs> you know no, what I mean? It takes a long time, and especially uh, for for some for someone that has uh, Down syndrome to be able to do that, too, is really Unbelievable. incredible. So way to go, buddy. Tell you what, with kids, it is always an adventure. You never know what they're going to get into next. And wait till you hear why this mom found herself in the ER with her son. So you know parenting. It's an adventure. You never know what's around every corner. So wait till you hear what landed a a young guy named Jonathan in the ER with his mom driving him there, of course. He was playing around with his dog's toy and accidentally swallowed it. Hi. (laughs) That's the toy inside the boy's throat. And he, they what? Had, yeah, he swallowed the dog squeaker. The squeaker came out of the toys, and his mom put him on TikTok, giggling at her own son squeaking. He's okay. They got it out with a. They went in there and got it's it like out. He didn't choke on it. Or no, something. he didn't choke. He could breathe. He was laughing. He oh. was talking. And when he talked, he sounded like the squeak toy. <laughs> so, you just as a parent, you're like. What next? We have to have health insurance just because our kids might swallow the dog squeaker. Is that even covered? <laughs> right. Do they so, cover acts of stupidity? Right. So I thought it'd be fun to find out what landed you in the ER with your kid or headed to the doctor that you're just hmm. scratching your head like, what next? This one, it was a dog squeaker hmm. that, that the kids swallowed. <laughs> Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Imagine the nurses and the doctors. They probably didn't take it. They probably made them wait forever because they were calling me. You got to get down here now. Oh, I'm sure. We'll, we'll yeah. wait 10 minutes to get this thing Definitely. out of the kid because uh, you got to see this. This doesn't happen every day. So give right. us a call. Chris, we're talking about trips to the ER with our kids. What what landed you in the emergency room, buddy? So my son was in art camp, and he decided it would be a good idea to put beans in his ears. <gasps> <laughs> so that was a fun trip. Oh, yeah, we had to go to the doctor, and they, had to, they couldn't even get him out. We had to wait for them to come out naturally. Ew, <laughs> Ew did that hurt? Uh, yeah, it was like about six hours of just waiting. <laughs> oh, so it, it happened pretty quick, though. When you said naturally, yeah, I was like, thinking like they, days they, uh, or something. Yeah, they were like like pushing gently on his on his face, I guess, and and they kind of like oh. massaged him out a little bit. Oh. Like, Did they pinch his nose and tell him, "Okay, try to breathe out"? <laughs> <laughs> like pop him out that way. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they were stuck. Wow. That is we like, crazy, Chris. He's like, I don't know. I was just curious. Seemed like a good idea at the time, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a parent, is there a certain month out of the year that's more challenging for you where you have to take a deep breath and just muscle through? In a new survey, parents say the most challenging month to get through every year is, you want to guess, Kev? you got four kids. December. That's what I would have guessed. It's February. February. January and March tied for the second worst. What's wild is they don't ask 
uh, why? Hmm. Maybe kids are stuck inside in areas where winters are harsh or kids are more sick those months. I'm not sure. You would think just because of the number of days <laughs> in February. Yeah. Wouldn't make it be easier. Hard. I would totally, like you, I would have guessed December. December. Just because there's so much going on. Yeah. I mean, you've got school stuff. You've got church stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got vacations. You've got who planning for it. You know, there's just so much going Extra on. Extra concerts at church. Your to-do list is a mile long. Yeah. You've got the decorating, yeah. the shopping, the Christmas wrapping, the cookie baking I totally would have guessed December mm. as well. Coming up, how would you feel if your coworkers knew how much money you made? How would you feel if your coworkers knew how much money you made? Should job salaries be shared at the office? According to a brand new survey, 73% of people think greater transparency over salaries would make workplaces fairer. Uh, they also wish job postings included the salary up front, like, you know, when you apply. Mm-hmm. But this is fascinating. Okay, so that was 73%. Okay. When it uh, gets more personal, the numbers change a little bit. They drop to 55% of people who are a okay with coworkers knowing what they earn. Yeah, think, so that's more than half are okay with it. There might be a, a generational thing going on there, too, because I, I'm like, I'm not for it. I think it leads to nothing but trouble. Um, where, but my son and my daughter, both who are in the work world, they both adamantly, oh, no, no, no. They should let everyone know because, like you said, it'd be fair to everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, having been in the workforce a little bit longer than them, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think a hundred percent of bosses would say, no, yeah, they don't want it. I mean, I mean that's why it's so important to have uh, someone in HR that you trust because mm. they know it all. Yeah. They know everyone's salaries, right. and they have to keep it all on the DL. Yeah, yeah. What What about you? It's, it can be a pretty emotional thing, right? What would you you do if everybody at work all of a sudden knew how much you were making? Or what if somebody at your job, they had your same job, and you found out they were making more than you? That happens a lot. Would you be happy, or would you be like, <laughs> I'm out, I'm done? <laughs> So we're talking about a pretty emotional topic. How much do you and your coworkers make? And do you think everybody should know? Should you know how much your boss is making? How much your coworkers are making? Should they know how much you're making? What do you think? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Tracy, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how do you feel about this? Do you think salaries should be made public? How would you feel if your coworkers knew what you made? Uh, I have to agree with Kevin. I think it might be problematic. I took a new role at my company and moved out of sales into an operational role. And I'm pretty sure that I make a little bit more than a lot of the other people in my same role, Mm. even though they've been in the role a lot longer. Mm. And I think that, you know, that was part of the incentive for me to come over to operations if they were going to pay me a little more. So I think it could be problematic. Do your coworkers listen to this show? Because if they do... The cat's out of the bag. (laughs) Hey, Linda, we're talking about a pretty sensitive topic. Coworkers and knowing how much they make or them knowing how much money you make. Uh, Would you be okay with that in your office? I think I would. Um, Teachers and those who work for the school system, their salaries are posted publicly for everyone to see. So the transparency has always been there and it's never been an issue. I think when I worked privately, I saw that talking to my friends that had the same job or the same amount of experience, some of us were getting paid different amounts. And so when that transparency wasn't there, it's kind of shocking to realize that um, the salaries could vary so much. So Mm. sometimes that's a way for companies to pay people different amounts 
when you're not talking about what you're making. And it's not until you have those conversations with your colleagues or coworkers that you may not even realize what you're worth because of what you were offered. And that's why I'm all for salaries being posted up front with the job opening. Like it doesn't even have to be public. Like just at, you're like, hey, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued with this position. How much does it pay? And mm-hmm. find out then. Because I don't know about you. So many of us have been through where you're like sneaking around your current job, closing the door, trying to take a call from a pe- potential employer. Or mm-hmm. You're sneaking around on the weekend and you're flying across the country for an interview. And you do all this stuff. You jump through all these hoops. And then they tell you the salary and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not worth uprooting my whole life for that. It happens all the time. And you don't do that when you sell a house. When you look to buy a house, the price is listed right there up front. Yeah, but and we I all think it know should be that, that way with not, salaries. But the price that's listed on the, the, until this last year when everything went crazy with real estate, it went down from there. Now it goes up from there, right? <laughs> For so the time at being. least list list the salary is what you, a- you the minimum of what you can pay, and then maybe you can finagle and and go up from there. But at least you know, okay, this is not even in my range of what would mm. feed my family or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because it's so many times you just don't know till you jump through all those stressful. That's hoops. What the, the government does, but uh, no, I'm not for it. I, it only leads to problems. Just leads to problems, and, and it's not good. And, by the way, boss, if you think by putting it in the company manual, don't talk about your salary if you think people aren't. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Did you hear who is choosing parenting over aspirations? Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced in an interview on CBS that he will not be running for president in 2024, <laughs> even though people have been asked to, asking him to run, people on both sides have been asking. Because you know, celebrities, I love our country. Celebrities should always be president. Exactly. Always. I love our country and everyone in it. I also love being a daddy, and that's the most important thing to me is being a daddy, especially during this time, this critical time in my daughter's lives. Because I know what it was like to be on the road and be so busy that I was absent. He's 50 years old, and like I said, he, both parties have asked him to run, but he feels like being dad is his number one job right now, and no word if he would run when his daughter is older. He hasn't. They didn't do a follow-up question in the interview. So It's fascinating to me who people think should run for president. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if he'd be good or bad. I don't know anything about him other than he's an actor. Does making being an actor make you qualified to be president? That's what Ronald Reagan went through, right? I wonder. Well, I mean, he worked his way up to president. He didn't go from, here, my new movie is coming out. By the way, I'd appreciate your vote. Exactly. Right? He worked his way up through the political ranks. Mm -hmm. And there have been plenty of people who have gone straight from acting to politics. Arnold Schwarzenegger went from the Terminator to the the governor. Yeah, and isn't there in Minnesota, there's a wrestler? Who was in politics? Yeah, 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 I think so. I can't think who that is. I think so. But at at what point does it become just, it's just a popularity contest? Oh, I loved Mm -hmm. his movies. He's got my vote. Yeah. I I have no idea how The Rock would do with handling global financial geopolitical crises. I have no idea. Would he ask for a rewrite? Would he say, I need a (laughs) scriptwriter? Right? (laughs) The director always tells me what to do. I have no idea what to do. I I have no idea. I think there should be, you know how you have to take a test to become a police officer or a firefighter or EMT or Mm -hmm. uh, you have to get all kinds of certifications to do certain jobs. I think there should be uh, just like a competency test for president. Like, 
you got to know a certain amount of history and politics and pass a test and then mm. you can run mm. and you can study for the test just like the SATs. I think they anyone should, can study for it. Anyone can do take that it to be able to vote. Because <laughs> 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 some genius is out there telling celebrities, hey, you're a celebrity. Why don't you run for president? <laughs> Coming up, what would you say is the very best part of your day? What would you say is the best part of your day? Kev, how about you? I'm going to say, because my wife is such an awesome cook and sitting down to dinner with her, even if it's just the two of us uh, now, you know, we have four kids, but a lot of times just the two of us, um, that, that's my favorite part of the day because it encapsulates so much of who we are and what we're about and what we value, just sitting down and having that meal together. That's totally what I would have guessed about. I wrote it on here. I wrote it down to prove to you that I I no. thought it was also about the gourmet dinner she makes. No, it's hearing night. about her day, her hearing about That's mine. Awesome. And just, I mean, it, how valuable are our meals and getting together? Well, you know, yeah. Jesus' last, last act with others really was... A meal, the last supper, right? For me, it's getting home from work and seeing Glenn for the first time because I leave the house when it's dark and early. So it's my first time seeing him for that day. And I love that moment. Well, they asked people the best part of their day. And the number one answer was getting home from work and seeing their pets. (laughs) Four out of five Americans say their four-legged welcome party Mm. is the best thing in the world. The survey went on to reveal just how much pets change our lives. Uh, Since getting a pet, people believe they're more responsible, more empathetic, and almost three in 10 pet owners say they even feel more prepared to have kids after having a dog or a cat. I feel more covered in fur. (laughs) (laughs) We have have lint brushes, you know, those uh, tape lint brushes. We've got them in like every, every room of our house. Because they're so when you have five dogs, right? You're you're gonna have a little bit of dog hair on you. Okay, think about this when it comes to you. Do you buy a lot of new clothes, or do you keep wearing your clothes over and over mm-hmm. and over again? We're gonna talk about that next. So you asked you, we buy a lot of clothes or wear old clothes over and over. I do both. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> well, here is an example of just how much I wear my clothes over. And over and over. And this is kind of embarrassing because like I have friends like my niece, a friend of mine, they rent their clothes now. They mm. never buy clothes wow. anymore. And that way it always looks to say looks, looks all variety on Instagram and all that stuff. I keep on Facebook memories. It has come up this week, all in the same week, including today. Four years ago today, I was wearing the shirt, this striped shirt I have on right now. I was wearing four years ago today. And yesterday, a shirt came up eight years ago today, and I'm wearing the same shirt that day. What are the chances? I think I might need to uh, look into the clothing rental thing or buy some new clothes. Mm. I've got a fun little question for you, Kev. Who do you think is older? They have birthdays on the exact same day. Who's older, Kirk Cameron or Hugh Jackman? Kirk Cameron. Ah, oh, no, it's Hugh. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I thought that, but then I was like, trick question. Hugh Jackman just <laughs> turned 54 for uh-huh. Kirk Cameron. He's 52. Oh, I would well, not have guessed. Pretty, that's only, pretty close. I yeah. would have guessed Hugh was like, sorry, Hugh, I think you're awesome, but I would have guessed he was like late 50s. Mm. And I had Kirk Cameron like maybe like turning 50 this year. Well, but it's you, 52 and 54. You have... Uh, Disappointed Hugh, and you have made Kirk's day. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because Hughes always played, in my mind, always played 
grown men and Kurt played a kid. Maybe that's it's what he's it most is. famous for. Yeah, yeah. playing playing kid. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll always it's be fascinating. Always be uh, you know, youth youthful to everybody because of that. Kind of like um, be, oh, go ahead. my wife and I went and saw Donny Osmond uh, mm-hmm. in concert. And first of all, that it, whew, that man is an entertainer. Yeah, that's number one. And number two, yeah, you you have it in your head. He's he's like Dick that Clark. Age. He's an yeah. eternal teenager. <laughs> I think it'd be so cool to see Hugh Jackman on Broadway. Yeah, because I loved him in The Greatest Showman. That'd be so fun. Let let, uh, let Glenn list. know. Let Glenn know. Say like, hey, I, yeah, I he's think never been in to, New York in his life. Even more reason to yeah. go right. 